Hello. Hey. Hi. It's Tori. I have got this song stuck in my head, and I keep saying, what's happening? What's happening? Baby girl, what's happening? If you know where that's from, you know. You're my kind of peeps. Anyway, thanks for joining me for another episode of It's Not That Weird. You're single. Yeah. Why is that? You're adorable. (laughs) You're entertaining for sure. You can also be a bitch. (laughs) I was actually really hoping to make Jay cry. Tell Uh, me about your dead father. (laughs) Oh, this is all I could have ever dreamed of. And I'm not judging. It's gross. It's weird. They didn't traumatize you? You don't talk about that? They definitely did. (laughs) (gasps) You can't ask me that. (laughs) It's not that weird. Alrighty. Well, um, I feel like the world is just like a scary kind of sad and just wild place right now um and i feel like it's a uh, healthy to take a little break from like the news and social media and stuff like that in times like this so maybe that's what this episode can be for you just a little break and i will say having this chat uh it really was a joy because here's the deal i asked a friend of mine if i could interview him um and i wanted to talk about something specific going on in his life and that is his love life and the pretty wild story of uh, how he met his now fiance. Um, you might have heard of this crazy guy from Windsor who, despite all odds, ended up falling in love with somebody in another country during the pandemic. I'm going to let him tell this like really wild story, but I really hope you enjoy it. I've known him for many years now, and he's certainly an interesting guy all on his own. So let me introduce you to a guy who wears, like, way too many hats for me to describe him all. He's been in the music scene, the world of sports and and broadcasting, and, like, honestly, anything you can imagine. Please welcome my next guest, Todd Sheeran. If I took a photograph I'm excited. Yeah, you should be. I mean, this is a cool studio. I know. Mm-hmm. You and I met in college. I feel like we probably crossed paths before that because, yep. you know. But we met in college. We both took media programs. So we were in the same building. And before I actually got to know you, though, before I actually, like, even really talked to you, just from, like, watching the way that you would move around the Mediaplex and all the things that you were doing, I knew you were interesting. <laughs> you just got that obvious. This guy's got an interesting <laughs> is it life. obvious? <laughs> You walk around with that kind of vibe. I just I like who's this up. old guy in college right now? <laughs> well, we were just talking about this. You're not old, but you look significantly younger than you actually are. And please tell me that's a compliment. It is. Okay. It's huge. <laughs> and then what's the, what's the next question? How do you do it? <laughs> How do you do it, Todd? <clears throat> uh, the truth. Yeah. Never smoke cigarettes. That's huge. Sure. Never been a hard drug user at all. Good. And although I had my times where I was obviously like everybody else drinking and partying when I was younger, I stopped drinking in excess on a regular basis, like 2005. Some would say that my I've maintained a youthful uh, appearance because I've never been married, nor have I had children. Oh. Yeah. Well, that there might be something to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you know, so yeah. apart from not being married and all that, you're pretty much a jack of all trades. Like, I feel like <laughs> you have at least a little bit of experience in like pretty much anything. And that, yeah. that's how I see you, at least. Dabbler. When you explain or when somebody asks you to like describe yourself what do you say wow um 
<laughs> it's complex. It, it's it's a loaded question. Yeah. I'm definitely not uh, you know a nine to five guy, mm-hmm. but uh, I am very creative, very artistic, mm-hmm. and I like to create things. I like to I guess produce is the word. You got a lot things. of projects. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, most of the time it's just enjoying life. Most people that know me well will say the word is passion. I'm passionate about things I do, and mm-hmm. it's for me or that. whatever the case. Doing photography, video, uh, you know, producing music, producing, you know, whatever. Sure. <laughs> whatever. Sure. sure. So again, we went to school together for media-related things. You did was it journalism? Journalism and uh, then media. postgrad media convergence. There you yeah. Go. And I was in public relations. So. Since I've known you, which is like six years, seven years, maybe something like that. Why did you want to, if you're so good at so many things, you know, why did you want to do media and journalism and stuff? Everything I've ever done, whether it had been working in talent and modeling agencies or managing musical and other types of artistic artists or, or whatever the case may be, there's always public relations and writing, which is journalism mm-hmm. and s- storytelling or news telling or sharing it with the people who do. Mm-hmm. So suddenly I was like, wow, I don't have any proof that I know anything <laughs> I, that I'm talking about. I just have like this laundry list of experience. Yeah. So I went back and I, I killed it, you know, yeah. and then now I, you know, on occasion I even teach in that department now in mm-hmm. those programs. Yeah. So it's really cool. Yeah. So you enjoyed journalism, studying journalism. Oh, yeah. And, and, I'm a yeah. storyteller. But storyteller. it's good also that you recognize that it's an important part of kind of all of the different avenues you want to take, which is how I felt about PR too, is mm-hmm. it, although it was very broad, there was a lot of really useful information that could be carried out, whether we wanted to go into like hospitality or entertainment mm-hmm. or this or that or radio. I, I want to ask you this. We uh, I don't know if we've ever actually talked about this, but within the past two years, but also like 10 years, the media, like in, in air quotes, has gotten such a bad rep. Mm-hmm. And... Most of it is just people misunderstanding exactly what it means to be a journalist and what it means to be in news and in media, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, what's your take on that? Well, through, through the pandemic, there's a lot of ways things are said to mm-hmm. not alert or, sorry, not to alarm people mm-hmm. or to, to depress something or the opposite where they want to kick something into high gear. Sure. And that's happening a lot right now. Yeah. And then we're also living in a time where social media has made such a significant shift yeah. that everybody's a journalist. Mm. Everybody's a storyteller. Yeah. Um, and the, you have a, this, you know, what we know as truthers and, and all these things. So there's, there's, I don't want to call them non-media, but they're not professionally syndicated yeah. media. <laughs> well, something that I always try and... Um, point out is that I remember even when I was not studying journalism, but when we would take like newspaper writing classes, there's a mm-hmm. very strong emphasis on journalistic integrity. Oh, yeah. And you can't just pull numbers Where out of right nowhere. Where is it right now? Where is it right now? I mean, I don't know, though. But I, I we in Canada have laws about this, though. Mm-hmm. The U.S., I, I don't want to speak on because I don't know. <clears> but when it comes to like Canadian media, we do have rules about the kind mm-hmm. of stuff that can be put out. There's a reason why X amount of people have to fact check something it's supposed, or whatever. It's supposed to be fact, exactly. Yeah, it's supposed yeah to be exactly. Fact. And it's not supposed to be bias. And um, or if they didn't say it, you can't say they did. Or yeah. even, or or you're not supposed to suggest that they might have. Yeah. Which is all the internet is now. It's yeah. all clickbait. Yeah, you're absolutely Every, right. Everything's a false headline, and people don't even read the stories. Mm-hmm. They they share the news based on a headline. Yeah. 
and then you know then it's the, the telephone yeah. game or word of mouth and it just yeah. evolves and mutates you know what i saw on twitter actually twitter made a recent um change they did this they're doing this thing now where if you go to retweet an article and you have not read it it will say are you sure you want to retweet this it looks like you mm-hmm. haven't clicked on it in twitter's browser that's, at least or that's whatever. actually a good hey brilliant. hold up people yeah that's yeah. brilliant people and are like, going to comment on this you better oh, look yeah. out be prepared yeah. to, to know what you're talking about yeah. i mean it's it's a very subtle way to be like you sure you want to put that out there yeah it's kind of like a little deeper security measure i would say that's a protection for for the user for sure oh absolutely everybody yeah. should yeah. be having that kind of or if there's a swear word or like hey you sure. use the swear word in here are you sure that the wrong well, facebook person? will do that but they don't do the yeah. are you sure you want to share this information mm-hmm. they'll just say this seems like it could be <clears throat> offensive are you sure you want to say that and it's like no i'm just calling my boyfriend a bitch on the internet don't worry about it okay so um you're in the media you handle music artists this that you do a lot of different things <laughs> what is your favorite job you've ever had because you've Ooh. had a lot <laughs> Wow. You know what? I really like, I like them all, but I, I guess I had the most fun working in the music industry. <laughs> That's <laughs> you know, fair. All it's day. not bad at all. Yeah. So like even at a, like every like part-time job you had when you were a teenager, you're still, yeah. You're but, but, I, but like I said, I've been teaching too. And the teaching, I, I hated school when I was young. Mm-hmm. I was bullied when I was in grade school. I was bullied when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to go to college. I didn't care. I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, Kids you know, the worst. but, but after I went to school and then approached it the right way and then got into the teaching and to see, you know, how people learn and take it and then build on it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty damn cool too. <laughs> Having the kind of experience that you do, you have so many different avenues. So, and they're all cool jobs. Yeah, like they're, they're, they, they all have a little bit of a flair to them or, or tend to grab attention sometimes. Yeah. Do you have like, actually, you know what? We talked about this one time. What is your dream career that you think that you would be happy in, you'd be making the money that you deserve and also would be, you know, a challenge. <laughs> Tell me a very specific job one time. <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah. And, and I, I, I've been asked that question before and it's not what you'd think based on all that I do. But I, I would say it would be the guy who uh, does music, music placement in, in film. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the, what the, you said. Take yeah. music and draw emotion from people while they're watching it. Yeah. And yeah. ever since you said that, I have been watching movies, paying such close attention <laughs> to, I mean, I'm a crier. Like I cry at movies, commercials, TikToks. Like I cry at Would you everything. cry if the music wasn't placed right? What I'm realizing is how much harder the emotion hits because of certain sounds and, mm-hmm. and stuff. And when it's the first stuff. notes hit or the first chord yeah, is strummed. Yeah. Or does the singer go, ooh. Yeah. And it just is like, oh, give me chills. Just hits you in a way. He's about to kiss her. Or, yeah. Or, you know, he's whatever. <laughs> or like you hear a song and you're like, oh, that reminds me of that movie with, mm-hmm. with this or that. Or That's why soundtrack is so important. Yeah. Soundtrack to your life is very important. Well, great thing to bring up. Do you have a song... Don't give me a couple songs. Give me one song okay, that one you song. feel like is the ultimate, this is me, this is Todd, this song was made for me. We're, me and this song, we're on the same wavelength. Yeah, 100%. Uh, the, <laughs> my dad, as a kid, like he was, you know, he's from a different generation, obviously, and he got me into Motown's my favorite. Of course. Um, <clears throat> helps that you're across from the Motor City or live <laughs> in the Motor City of yeah, Canada. Yeah. But the song would be uh, Ooh Child by the Five Stair Steps. You know, ooh, child, <laughs> things are gonna get easier. Yeah, uh, it's 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 a happy, floaty song, and my dad introduced that to me when I was young. And then mm-hmm. later, it was a, uh, it's it's in a lot of movies, but it had a very significant place in Boys in the Hood. Okay. And yeah. uh, of all the movies, very iconic movie. Sure. But there's a moment that's a hard life area. What was going on in, in oh, Compton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for that song to even be there, mm-hmm. and you see Lawrence Fishburne showing his kid that there's a there, you can work towards a better life. It's your mind. It's not stupidity. Sure. You know. So, but that song for sure that is the one I put on when I want to feel better. 
Mm. You know, because okay. I know everything's going to get better. You know, and of course, it makes me think of my dad too. But sure, but yeah, sure. that's the one, hundred percent. Boom! I'm so impressed that you were <laughs> able to say this is what it is. Mm-hmm. I have actually have a playlist of many because I, I don't know. I feel like sometimes you'll listen to a song and you'll say, "There's something about this song that feels like it's in me," or "I'm in mm-hmm. this song," or something. It was even if for it, me. it just feels like even even when the lyrics do not pertain to you necessarily, yeah. it's just like oh, like for me, one of them is "Beast of Burden" by Rolling mm-hmm. Stones. No reason in particular other than it kind of signifies the moment when I stepped moving into a different kind of yeah. like what would have been my parents' You have diverse tastes. Yeah, you go back because I do. Yeah. But somebody has to introduce you to that. Yeah. Not many people go looking for it. Yeah. Well, actually, the reason I got into um, Soul and Motown and Otis Redding is huge mm-hmm. to me. Everybody knows that um, was because – Bill Withers and stuff like this. Everybody. Sam Cooke, Mm -hmm. uh, Marvin Gaye especially. You're talking about the the, the five golden nuggets there, you know, pre-Michael Jackson and Prince, right? Sure, yeah. Sorry, I I cut into your point. No, no, no. Um, Something – the reason that that kicked off was because I had a classmate when I was in college who passed away, Zane, and I was so confused about it. It was the first adult death I had ever experienced. It was the first time a friend had died way too early and – I just thought that he was just one of those people who's going to be around forever. So when he died, it hit everybody differently. But for some reason, I just felt like, like I want to feel him a little harder. Like mm. I just, I, I don't, I'm not ready to accept that he's not here anymore because he's one of those people that, like you would expect to just like look out the window and he would be right there. Like he's just right. everywhere. He's like you, honestly. <laughs> but um, it was a way to kind of like feel like I was a little bit closer to him and he wasn't totally gone. And then it just like spiraled into this. You know, you, you start with the mm. Otis and then you move into the the Marvin and then you move into the Donny Hathaway and then you get a little deeper and you start finding, you go into earlier stuff. And mm-hmm. see, and there's hurt, great. there's hurt and happiness in that particular type of music mm-hmm. with the Sam, like with all the guys we just it's listed. It's vulnerable as shit. Yeah. It's well, this, you it, don't hear people yeah. talking about that. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's, you know what, that's a good word. It makes you vulnerable. Yeah. That's but that's the thing, thing about music that, you know, it's like, that's the one thing that's never hurt, let me down. Mm-hmm. It's always there for me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like music. For me, it's 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 knowing that the perfect song <clears throat> that I'm on the wavelength mm-hmm. on, whether it's one or a bunch, it's kind of like a soulmate. It's like mm-hmm. I don't believe in a soulmate. I believe in soul people. Mm-hmm. I think that for some reason you and certain people, whether you cross paths with them in your life or you don't, it doesn't even have to be romantic mm-hmm. or intimate. It could be friendships, but they're your people. And I think that that's the same way with music and songs and artists. And so for me – I love music and discovering music so much because it just makes me very aware that it's out there. My soul song is out there. My soul music is out there. And everybody else has theirs too. Mm -hmm. So I want to move on. (laughs) Because we could talk music all day. We could talk music forever. We could do do a whole music podcast. (laughs) We're not. What I want to ask you about is uh, something kind of current in your life. I want to ask you to tell me the story of you and your fiancé. Now your fiancé. Because we went a while not seeing each other just because of COVID and life and whatever. And then when I see you for the first time, you tell me that you met a girl. You met a woman, (laughs) not a girl. (laughs) You met a woman. She'll always be a girl, but she's all woman. You met a lady, (laughs) a fine lady. And we are in Windsor, and she is from Detroit. So she's across the border. Mm -hmm. You can't see her. Right. So tell me the story of how this all played out. Well, after a long you know, soul searching period where I needed to focus on myself in life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I came out of that, that phase or period knowing what I wanted and I wasn't going to go looking for it. I just knew, you know, when it, when it presented itself, I, I would, you would be open to it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's usually the best way. But with her, 
um, especially during the pandemic, you know, how you suppose you can't go to a bar, you can't go to a restaurant, yeah. you can't go anywhere, you can't even go to your mom's house. Um, <laughs> so um, I got on this app and they're like, yeah, meet the, you know, whatever, just like every other one. And the app was called Hinge. Hinge. So I went on Hinge, the app made to be deleted. That's oh. their tagline. I was like, yeah, bullshit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? okay. I'm following but, now. But anyway, so yeah, because they, they want you to meet somebody and then delete the rap. They want I, you to It's actually a great, it's a great, great that's, that's campaign. That's a good tactic. Yeah. It's not so, like Tinder where it's like stay here and keep swiping as a game. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I, I gave up on all that and that was kind of part of the thing. And, sure. and uh, you know, I, it's funny because we just celebrated our anniversary and I put in the card and she cried. <laughs> uh, it said, uh, it's still hard to believe that. The greatest fear in my life led to the greatest love in my life. Yeah. My greatest fear is getting eaten by a shark, <laughs> you know, in open water. So, um, <laughs> you know, thanks, Steven Spielberg, for making Jaws, you asshole. See, but the music was so monumental. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And you know what? That that song, like, you know, you can't keep your you back. You hear it can't playing. Keep it back. It's in your head. You're like, but uh, so I, I went on one Saturday morning. The, the reason why that's kind of significant is she um, sent me the first message, mm-hmm. and it was because she had uh, something about sharks on hers and a fear of sharks. Oh, so that was like a, it, it was what's just, your biggest fear? Yeah, it's like okay. they, they tell you, they're like, they have like these bullet points that you don't have to write a lecture sure. about you yourself. you answer the questions Yeah, it's quickly. just quick. That was the icebreaker on both sides. And uh, she didn't know I was from Canada because coincidentally, Hinge puts areas, not cities in some cases. So the oh. app said that I lived in Sandwich. She's like, where the hell is Sandwich okay. after we kind of hit it off? And I was like, Sand- oh, that's weird. Uh, well, I'm, I'm in Windsor. Sandwich is like a little area in Windsor. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, my God, you're in Canada? <laughs> Great. You know, and I lost her for a couple of days. Like sure. she she had to figure that out and probably would have had to think about it for a minute regardless of COVID, pandemic, border lockdowns. Yeah. But, you know, I would have been very disappointed had she just ghosted or peaced yeah. out yeah. and said sorry. But she didn't. And I was like, listen, when this pandemic's over and the border <laughs> opens up, you know, by Christmas last year, we yep, all thought. Yep. <laughs> um you know, that it's, you know, you're only 16 miles away or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not far at all. Yeah, so we went went to it, kept going with the conversation, and we're talking, you know, like high school stuff. Hours, dozens of hours in a row. Mm-hmm. FaceTime, FaceTime. We'll just put infinity mark past FaceTime. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you get to learn a lot about somebody when you're that deep in conversation all the time. Yeah. And this is going to sound crazy to some, but I will share this information because it's, it's crazy, sexy, cool. Um, there was no sexual element. Sure. So to say, to say in her mom, for the sake of her mom hearing this, like the first time we made love, sure. we were in love. Okay. Yeah. Like does that makes sense. You, like now you knew people, each other very well. It wasn't. Yeah. Now it, nowadays you know, a lot of people was, sleep together and emotion. then get to know each other. Yeah. You know, we knew how we felt obviously well before I, I went to see her the first time, but yeah, whole process. Toronto trains, airplanes, yeah. you know, just to go across the river that I look across every single day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I did that a few times. And then in January, when I went back there for the holidays, um, we knew where we wanted to go with mm-hmm. it, even though it was a short period of time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, I might not get to come back anytime soon. And things got really restrictive back yeah. uh, last Christmas and then even more so through June with before we got into vaccinations. But anyway, so I proposed on... Uh, New Year's Day. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was just, I knew she would say yes. So I wasn't scared. I even called her parents and asked for no. their blessing. You know, it's like, you know, I've never done that. It's hey, not like, I know your uh, yeah. daughter met me online. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but we had conversation, like we FaceTime. Yeah. We actually, you know, she got to know my mom. I got to know her parents. You guys her became each, a part of each other's lives, even yeah. if it was virtually. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's all we had. And then, you know, but we hit it off. We knew we were like, we're locked. Like she's, she's it for me. She's, yeah. she's the one. I've, I've never considered it. <laughs> In this case, I didn't hesitate to. Sure. You know, like you just know. Yeah. And like I said, I knew what I wanted, what I was looking for, and what I was, you know. Yeah. So anyways, did that. Six months, couldn't see each other. After uh, getting engaged. After getting engaged. Yeah. yeah. I was like, hey, we're engaged. Uh, Ten days later, I got to go. All right. And uh, so all <laughs> lockdowns, pandemics, like they got back to more normal. We got more locked down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Finally got to go back in July and spent six weeks there. And we got to kind of make up for a lot of lost time, get mm-hmm. to travel. By the time I came back to Canada... She was able to come with me, and now she's been over here every weekend since. Oh, really? Yeah, every weekend since uh, since the end of August. Yep. So she's got to you know meet most of my friends, or you know a fair chunk of mm-hmm. you know family or important people, and you know we do Sunday dinner with my mom like I always mm-hmm. do. So I'm kind of jealous of her relationship with my mom because <laughs> my mom loves her too. So. Yeah. Damn, man. I remember. Yeah. So you told me about this when you guys were just talking. You hadn't actually met her yet. Right. You hadn't gone across the border. Mm-hmm. But you guys would do this thing where you would go – I thought this was so sweet. You would go to the river and she <laughs> yeah. would go to like the same spot yeah. on the other side of the river and yeah. you guys would FaceTime and you would uh-huh. like try and wave at each other yep. even though you probably yep. couldn't see each other. But <laughs> You see, it, you feel like it's a lot closer yeah. and then you're just like, wow, that's just not good enough. Yeah. <laughs> did that feel good? I mean, I, of course it feels good and it's a cute thing that you did. But like for me, if I was like – if I was crazy about somebody mm. and to know that I am talking to them, they are this person, I want to see them and they are – across a river from me at that exact moment does that doesn't that hurt a lot there there was uh you know the first time when we did that there there was an excitement obviously because it was technically the first time we saw each other in the flesh sure. not over yeah. the phone yeah. and i could see her i had my camera like with my video camera and the zoom like i saw her and you know got some you know grainy photos <laughs> but i mean you know and i'm like hanging on the flag at the foot of a let like what, did you see me look i'm waving my black you know but yeah. there was there was an electricity yeah i mean it was nerves it was anxiousness it was it was love it was all these things at once mm. and uh you know that was kind of the point where the first time you know last year that that was the point where we were like yeah yeah, I don't give a shit what anybody says. Our love story is pretty cool. It, it is. <laughs> Plus, I wanted to talk it to is. you about it, it because is. I so I knew when you guys started talking, and I remember even saying like Todd, like this. Don't be surprised if this doesn't work out or something <laughs> like that. That's just it's, there's a lot of hurdles that you have to yeah for sure jump through and over, and you were still wanting to. So what what about her made you just say like yeah this is it? You said it. She's it. She's it. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's. You know, I've never met such a thoughtful person in my life. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's everything. It's physical. It's emotional. It's it's spiritual. It's it's you know, her smile is mm-hmm. bright, bright. Like I've seen her. Up a room. This this woman is a fox. Yeah. She's yeah. beautiful. Thank you. She is. Yeah. Like all all in every aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Her laugh. You know, she would talk down about her laugh. As long as you're laughing for the rest of our life together, mm-hmm. then we're good. I have a song There's, for you. You know? I have a song. There's a song called She Is My Lady by Donny Hathaway. Mm-hmm. And the first line is, I learned to live for the sound of her laughter. Mm-hmm. And I know that song. You do? Yeah, oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's perfect. Uh-huh. Oh, anyway. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, she is. She's uh, she's just everything. The personality, the thoughtfulness, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
her eyes or her, her nose or her smile or mm-hmm. it just just all just of it. Just say it, Todd. It's her tits. Uh, yeah, it's her gigantic, <laughs> gigantic boobs. <laughs> I love yeah. them too. Oh. Yeah, for sure. Well, sorry, sorry, Mr. and Mrs. Polly. I'm talking about your daughter's <laughs> no, giant boobs. No, it was me. I, I apologize. That was me. Tori did it. Tori I did, did it. it. I started it. Tori started it. <laughs> but yeah, you know what? And it's like you know, the physical as you get a little bit older too. It's it's not. It's not about that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You realize it. Sometimes you have to figure that out on your own. Or, you know, some people are like, oh, I'll never date somebody that's overweight or I don't like sure. this or I don't sure. like that or, or you know, whatever. Yeah, but love's not about appearance. Everything's subjective. When yeah. it comes to beauty, everything mm-hmm. is subjective. Well, I'm very happy for you. I'm very excited for the day in which everything is normal. And I can talk to both of you because I'm mm-hmm. so down to interview both of you. That would be awesome. <laughs> well, we'll that talk would be about cool. It. Well, yeah. she's, she's my sunshine. Oh. That's that's the best. I just, every that, time that's I think the best way her, I can explain it. She, every time I think about her, which up. isn't a lot, <laughs> when I do think about her, oh. I see her post and stuff. I just see the color yellow. I just feel like she's a yellow. I just like that you're doing it all your own way, and even mm. though you have all these obstacles, it just feels very like I, I don't mean high schooly as an immature. I mean just very like love struck teenager, well, like I, it, that's, whatever. That's the best part, I got to do you know, one yeah. of, and I can't stop singing Stevie Wonder to her. You know, <laughs> you are the sunshine of my life. <laughs> oh, listen to the song Hey Love by Stevie Wonder. Okay. That's a wonderful yeah. one, too. Yeah. That one makes me really happy. Okay, so I got a couple quick questions okay. for you. Far away. Uh, what's your favorite nickname? Because I know you have many, but what's the, your favorite <laughs> nickname that anybody's ever given you? Well, the one that I, I kind of use myself is the Todd Father. I love it. I am the Todd Father. The Todd Father. And, and, I, and, and I've, like we were talking about podcast names and stuff and keeping things generic. And it's mm-hmm. like my handle on all social media is at I am the Todd Father. Yes. So I think I might as well just name the podcast I am the Todd Father. <laughs> you know, I don't even yeah. have to say who's hosting. It's yeah. like, listen, you already know. Yeah, you know, you it's know? got your name in it. It's clever, anything. it's catchy. Okay, yeah. beautiful. Would you rather have more money or more time? More time. I, I knew you were say Money's that. not everything, even though I stress about it constantly. Uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. But you're more totally time right. to make it, more time to spend it, yeah. I guess. Time. To, more time to accept that you're yeah. never going to be rich. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you were a type of candy... Yeah. What kind of candy would you be? You can say brand names. You can say whatever. Okay. If I was a type of candy, mm-hmm. I'd be a sweet tart. A sweet tart? That's what you think? <laughs> Probably a chewy sweet tart, though. Oh, those are so good. Yeah. <laughs> I had those the other day. Okay. Why do you say that? Because uh, I'm sweet and tart. No. Uh, well, you know what? <laughs> you sweet at first? Because you know what? You get the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. You know? If without sweet, you wouldn't appreciate the tart without the tart you wouldn't appreciate the sweet like it's like bitter you know um it's very true yeah so it's like you get the best of everything you take me as i am and and it's like the good and the bad do first impressions matter yes yeah Mm -hmm. okay fair you don't need to elaborate um (laughs) people people will remember you but i can't remember who said but it's it's you know it's about how you make them feel is what makes them remember you yeah so if something happens or you say something or do something or even if it's just a simple courtesy sure you know because i'm 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 very i'll help anybody yeah but still that's that first impression and my first or their first impression was me is that i was willing to go over there and help them when other people were like yeah yeah. well i think that um something that I'm realizing lately is that I'll like immediately kind of pick up on someone's vibe when Mm -hmm. I meet them or like Mm -hmm. their energy or their aura or or whatever. But I pick up on it and then I have a really hard time shaking it afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes you're totally wrong or I'm like, oh, this is great. Like you're my kind of people. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's I'm very half half but it, it's that goes back to that saying you don't always get a second chance to make a first impression sure and, it, and like you said if it's circumstantial then that's not anybody's fault yeah but the next time that you they could wow you yeah you know everything I mean? is subjective it's yeah. that's just how i see life okay yeah. last question for you mm-hmm. 
which year of your life, so like which age, mm. was your absolute favorite thus far out <laughs> of your 25 years of life? You, you know what? <laughs> you know what? Growing up, like I said, high school and grade school, I was bullied. Mm-hmm. But you nobody know. says that. Nobody who I enjoy and respect says that high school was the best year. High no, school was, high yeah. school was not. It's honestly, not I've all. asked, I've had this conversation with a couple of people on this podcast. Jay, mm-hmm. my mom, Curtis. If you say that feels kind of achy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you're young, you're waiting to get older. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I can't wait. In Canada, I can't wait to be 19. Or yeah. in the States, I can't wait to be 21. Or mm-hmm. uh, 25, I can rent a car, you know. Sure. Or I can <laughs> vote if you're into that. Like, whatever the case may be. <laughs> if you're into that. <laughs> you know, whatever. If you're into democracy. Whatever, whatever the case may be, you know, you wait. But it's like, I used to make jokes. Like, it's, you know, you get to like 31 and you start, or 33, I'd start flipping the years. So I'd be like, oh, 42, so that's like 24, it's mm-hmm. the new 24, whatever the case may be. But I would say the th- my 30s were the best. I feared to death turning 40. Really? And yeah, I hated it. I still hate it. And, uh, you know, I fear 50 even more. Huh. But when I turned 40, like my 40th birthday, I put on a concert. Like I'd never yeah. performed as a singer. I put on a show. I had sure. five of the best musicians in the city that are friends of mine back me up. And we rocked out a show, originals mm-hmm. and covers, whatever. I prepared and ran a marathon, mm. not a half marathon, the whole 26 point. That you know, was like, a dig at me, wasn't the, it? The whole, yeah. Because I'm running a half marathon <laughs> you know, and not a full marathon. I never, I never need to do one again for the rest of my life, but oh, I've, I've, done more ha- I've done more halves. Um, but no, you know what? I'd seen places around Detroit that I'd never seen with my own eyes because you might be too scared or sure. it might have been a different time. It was a little more dangerous. But you go through Indian Village and through the neighborhoods of Corktown and you know, the whole thing was amazing. Mm-hmm. Best, best and hardest part was going over the bridge mm-hmm. during sunrise. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I want to yeah. yeah. So I did all that crazy stuff, you know, got in the best shape of my life at 40, though. Yeah. Um, but I would still say, you know, 33 because no matter how you look at it, it's the same both ways. <laughs> You know, <laughs> final answer, 33. 33 was your favorite <laughs> yeah. age. Okay. I was doing some of the best things in my life, but you know yeah. what? Every, every year has good and every year has bad. Of course. So, so do you think that the best is still yet to come? For me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Good. I haven't married the love of my life yet. Aww. So, you Aww. know, but, <laughs> and it's, it's those things like, you know, I could say, I could piss and moan about 2020 like everybody did. Sure. And it turned out to be one of the best years of my life. Yeah. Straight up. Mine too, was, man. Even though I lost my job teaching, you know, and my other job and, yeah. and uh, you know, all these things, I was working more after the fact. I met my fiance. I Just so many things occurred. I had more time for me. Sure. I put out a video that, that went viral about the city and, you know, when it was sure, gas. Sure. Just, just whatever. So. Sure. So you, so you do believe, though, that the best is yet to come. Yeah, oh yeah I think you have to have sure. that belief no matter what age yeah. you are. Like that, even if yeah. you're 99, you still have to believe that for mm. some reason something great is going to happen. I don't know. That's just mm. the, that's the idealist in me. Yeah. Okay. So now's your chance if you want to plug Quickly, what you've got coming. <laughs> um, I mean, we'll mention, <clears throat> I'll, I'll just say, I know you have a couple of documentaries coming out. Yeah. Early stages, kind of in the works yeah. still. So well, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll I'll tell you the one, and then I'm going to kind of make like a, a little announcement about the other because okay. it's, it's just kind of ba- – so basically, yeah, spending a lot of times. I love doing the video stuff, doing a lot of video work, and, and you know, mm-hmm. like I said, I dabble in all kinds of things. But uh, a few years ago, I started working on a documentary, and the unofficial title right now is Dangerous Deception. Okay. And uh, it's the about the changing landscape of suicide mm-hmm. going into modern social society. It, it basically, for me, I was suicidal. 2014, mm-hmm. 20, sorry, 2015. And after I made the choice to survive, you know, with the help of a couple of my friends, sure. Jay and Daniel and, and others, family members. Um, but with that being said, the following year, 
my nephew committed suicide. Oh, God. And then six months after that, my grandfather committed suicide. Oh, my God. And God. Yeah. So, so I made it a point. I'm getting choked up now. Damn it. Um, it's a lot of loss yeah, really fast. Yeah. It was just after I kind of recovered yeah. from being down. So I do a lot of, you know, I've made speeches, appearances, whatever, and made it my mission to kind of go out there and, and you know, not it's, it's hard because there's so many opinions now, but just to say, hey, talk to people. Sure. Open the conversation, which is the term that people use now, or there's keep a lot it, of or keep it going. Stigma, even about yeah. the word stigma. So it, <laughs> yeah. there's a it, it's yeah. shifted a lot, as you said. A stigma enigma. A stigma enigma. Yeah. So okay. it's it's a it's a it's a it's a shitty situation. It's a situation. Situation. It's a situation. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but anyways, making my mission to get the word out there, and I've sure. interviewed a lot of great people. But it talks about what's good and bad media, how media is portrayed now. Sure. You know, would Kurt Cobain's death be the same if we had social media then? <laughs> would Robin Williams' uh, death been the same if we only had magazines and newspapers? Sure. So that that kind of thing dives interesting. into that. That's interesting. So and yeah. So that that's that's a work in progress, and things have change with COVID as far as mental health and suicides numbers and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But the other one, so it's kind of an announcement here. Back in the day, one of my great successes was managing a local band called Ashes of Soma. Mm -hmm. And here they are um, as a unit about to, in 2022, be celebrating 20 years as a band. Okay. Which is like, like, holy shit, 20 years. Yeah. So anyways, you know, I stopped being their manager. We parted ways in 06. They carried on. I carried on. So now it's kind of come full circle. Mm -hmm. So now here I am working with the band in some capacities again. And the idea is we're going to celebrate everything they did, we did, and how it affected local artists and and, and all that. It's basically putting together a memoir. Yeah. It's an origin story. Yeah. So, I mean, um, but yeah, so anyways, we're going to put this documentary together. So I'm pretty excited about that. And (laughs) I actually have time right now. You know, with the way things have gone, now's the time to to do it. Time's important. And uh, yeah, rock and roll. The rest is rock and roll history. Sure. It (laughs) sure is, Todd. You're rock and roll history. So uh, where can everybody find you? What's your handles? Uh, Everything is at I am the Todd father. (laughs) Two D's. Two D's. Two D's. Two D's. Not like the Todd I was named for, which was the one from the Fox and the Hound. Okay. He's a one D. I'm a 2D. You got a 2D. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I am the Todd father. I, I am the Best Todd handle father. ever. Uh, I appreciate it. Okay. Well, thank you so much for making the time today. No, it's, it's for you, important. anything. It's important. Thanks for having me. If you stuck around this long, thank you for listening. And uh, something I didn't mention is both the songs used in this episode are songs by Todd written for his fiance. Just some good, wholesome, sweet stuff. Um, I will see you in two weeks on March 24th for episode number five. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, episode number five. Wow. On another day In a perfect world I'd still be with you But now the only thing I know that I can do Is write these words to you I place my dreams upon the moon Wondering if I can change my life It seems it's slipping away from me
Could there be a way to fix what I have done so I can be with you? Cause now the only thing I know that I can do is sing these words to you. I place my dreams upon the Wondering if I can change my A new world is opened up to me, my 